commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Chills, chills. <laughs> Welcome to uh, our. This is our uh, John Williams special episode. Um, we pre-recorded this thing just for this. We've been talking about doing a John Williams episode for a minute. Yep. Um, and it being Fourth of July, um, we're all from Boston up here. So um, Williams conducted the pops for many, many years, and um, this is sort of his holiday. A lot of people thinking about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, hey, what better time than now to do um, just talk about John Williams. Our favorite tracks, sort of what he does, um, and listen to a lot of music, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like like so, because uh, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you can't help but have like a whole wash of emotions listening to um, Binary Sunset, which is what we just listened to, um, which is a great song. Yeah. So I think um, what we're gonna do to start this thing off, just to, we're gonna try and frame it out a little bit to give us instead of us just sort of like gushing about our favorite music, um, we're gonna sort of break down what kind of themes that John Williams does. As you all know, like John Williams writes in themes. He like has a theme for people, he has places, ideas, concepts, um, and you know everything has it. And it, he he tells the story simultaneously with George Lucas. You know, okay. like and but he does it in music. If you just listen to the soundtrack, you'd be able to know what was going on. Um, so anyway, so we, we decided to break it down into four themes and we're going to talk about those. Um, the four themes are overarching concepts. So he has songs about overarching concepts, um, war marches, which is, you know, he features a lot. This is a war amongst the stars, um, series. Um, so it makes sense. He'd have marches, um, individual themes. So, um, some, a lot of characters have their very own theme, um, and also incidental themes, which is a, a broader sort of terminology that we've created yeah (laughs) um, (laughs) pretty much just it's it's sort of music that that pops up it means something it does occasionally is occasionally called back to um but uh uh just does great stuff yeah um and really just tells a very short story or part of the story um for reasons um so why don't we go to the first theme here um and we'll talk about it um it's so this is overarching concept these are broad so we just we just listen to one with uh binary sunset i mean that theme it's the hero's journey soundtrack right like it it was the quintessential 
track to, to start with. I mean, this is what we all, when we were brought into Star Wars and we saw Luke just facing the, the twin sons on Tatooine mm-hmm. and kind of being introspective in that moment. It's just, it's, that music just instills so much magic in the story from there. Yeah. And then you're you're on the ride from, from then yeah. on. It's incredible. Yeah. Magic, do, hope, and wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Do any of you ever hear that theme played in any of these movies and not just like, like cry? Oh yeah, I know it's an instant. Button. I mean, it's why I watch A New Hope like every yeah you know, six six or seven months. I just yeah. check it out. Like, just wow. check it out. Yeah. I, mean, I, I will say uh, while we're listening to that, so we'll find out that I tend to focus on the music. We'll bring memories and, and thoughts. Yeah. Um, so I may I may derail this thing immediately. Um, you know what popped in my head it was the picture of uh, was randomly uh, the burning corpses of Amparu and Uncle Owen. Oh yeah, because there's a segment of that playing oh, when they yeah. flash to that, and I'm like, why am I thinking of the most the thing that gave me nightmares <laughs> as a kid? Like, yeah. But it's part of that same thing because there's longing and loss yeah. in yeah. that even too, which I think is just so, so that's amazing. a beautiful number that's called a uh, the return home or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's really, really touching, but it has that yeah. kind of it's a riff on yeah. that motif. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's not all paint by numbers. He, I mean, yes, he calls back on these themes, but he changes them and in ways that reflect what's going on on the yes. screen and the emotion of the characters. Um, that's amazing. And so we're going to talk a lot more about that also. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's like he keep this this hero's theme keeps coming back, and oh, he yeah. used it liberally um, in both of the last two movies, um, as he's establishing, you know, Ray as a hero, hero yeah. of the story, heroine. Um, and she, uh, yeah. And it's just, it, it, he used it. I think it, it was probably when like Luke came back or something, he, he mm-hmm. busted out or when Ray's raising rocks or something like I actually don't remember. I mean, but whenever he does, it's just, it didn't, it never fails to drive the point home yep. and that's real power in music. Yeah. Um, more than storytelling. It's like calling on emotion. Um, so, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just a second example, um, just so we have it, is uh, from the prequels, uh, which is Duel of Fates. I mean, that's it, it peppers through the whole prequel trilogy, and I hope yeah. we get it again. But it's, I mean, this is so. This came out in 1999 yeah. with um, with the Phantom Menace, and we hadn't heard John Williams compose, and it was sort of like, well, you've made all this iconic stuff, but what can you do next? Yeah. A lot of you don't know. It. I spent a cup of coffee working for, let's just say, an academic honorary society. And um, it was the year that John Williams was nominated for membership to the society. So I got to listen to all the people argue against John Williams, <laughs> which <laughs> I was just, no I, had, I had notes for all of them, mm-hmm. obviously. Ultimately, you'll be happy to know that sense prevailed and he was inducted. Um, but uh, everyone was wondering, what's he going to do? And he dropped that. Which was so quintessential Star Wars and yet something so new at the same time. Yeah. I was blown away by it. Do you guys remember hearing it on the radios? I remember hearing it on the radio. They would play <laughs> it on the radio. And I feel like they would yeah. play clips of it. Like, that's how big well, it was. Well, it was a three and a half minutes, actually. If you're yeah. on the uh, soundtrack, that, that's yeah. for It was kind of the go-to epic music for, like, three years, right? Yeah. yeah. After the films. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty incredible in that way. There's some great memes on there, too, where people sort of show images of what they think the singers are 
singing about and it's like corn dogs coca-cola like it's it's pretty good time. yeah and in the tr- the the tr- the uh the overture ma- the theme matches the intensity of the lightsaber fight in yes such a beautiful, yes beautiful way yeah. yeah um and i still to this day one of the best lightsaber fights we've seen on screen yeah in yeah. terms of intensity and, and kinetic and, and motion and things like that so and it puts a background on the canvas for the new world that we've been welcomed to. Right. You know, I'm sure there was a conversation with George and um, and John being like, we've, he's like, we need to reset the stage here. We need to make this feel completely different. And yeah. he did it with, uh, with the vocalizations like that chorus that yeah. you didn't use at all in the original trilogy. But it's like this really opulent, beautiful, right. like by using these opera voices, it, it makes... Yeah. Sets a new stage, and, and yeah. think about where it's taking place. Right, if you look at the original trilogy, there's no place any any setting an opera would not have been appropriate. Right, right maybe right. Bespin's the closest thing we get to. It's a shiny mm. city, but still doesn't feel right. like an opera. But we've spent an entire movie on Naboo, right, yeah. which looks like the setting of an opera, right? Yes. And so it's kind yeah. of amazing that he just knew that they were more this more kind of age of opera and and, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And yeah. these yeah. the kind of operatic harmonies that kind of. They go along with the Sith, right? The return of the mm-hmm. Sith mm-hmm. almost yeah. always deals with these operatic voices, mm. either deep or low or high or yeah. You know, that would be incredible. you know that was one one. So after we talk about all of our um, of these themes, just to set up a, a loose scaffold for what we're going to speak to next. We're going to do some deep dives and pick out our faves. Yeah. Um, but so it, we only picked three it's each. Tough. We only got three yeah. each, which was impossible. I could have picked ten. Yeah. Um, but one of the ones I, I didn't choose was Snoke's. Which mm-hmm. is a sort mm-hmm. of shadow version of uh, Emperor Palpatine's talk at the at the opera, right? The yeah. space yeah. opera they had there, which yeah. is also like so they're both Sith, well not Sith, but dark side, but yeah. they both use vocalizations. Yes, yeah, kind of um, deep. So that's like a sub theme that yeah. apparently that I had never thought about until this conversation right now. But I think what that you makes sense is, that yeah. I'm sure I'm sure John Williams is doing that intentionally. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I love chant so much. I can't even express to you how much I love low chanting, mm-hmm. and and they use it perfectly for that Palpatine theme. And, yeah, um, Palpatine's yeah. teachings and Snoke. And, yeah, and, you thought, and a lot of yes. speculation was actually drawn from that theme when when Snoke yes. appears. Yeah. You thought that in some way Snoke would be connected to Palpatine and, and that opera moment, and sure, like yeah. That, but and even we'll in um, in the Last Jedi soundtrack, um, there was it was called like Return to Snoke, and they he did another sort of version of that mm. chanting. Um, for another song i mean it's yeah and I, it's exciting i just love that john williams will continue trying new things in these songs when when something yeah. new is presented on screen like i have an example of that when i talk about one of my favorites and like the idea of the chanting right like we're yeah. six movies in right before we get that real deep gu- yeah. i mean it, i mean we get chanting, right like that like almost sounds like um the the throat singing almost yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like tibetan throat singing yeah like yeah, I don't know exactly um, what it is. Yeah, that's the, the sound right there. Yeah. That's Snoke? Is this Snoke? Yeah, it sounds like a, a I, Tibetan mantra or a kind of mantra from the... Uh, what's fascinating is if you played this for me, I would have told you it was from the opera. Right. R- like from, it's, from, it's, the, yeah, from, from the... But it sounds Eastern. It's Palpatine's very Eastern. Teaching. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Do you have um, Do you have Palpatine's teachings there also? Do you want to just listen to this for a second? Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean that like that's so amazing. I could listen to that when yeah. I go to bed at night, when I wake up in the morning while yeah. I'm sleeping. It's like I'm pretty sure that's like sending. and wake up evil. <laughs> yeah, yes, and then just go conquer a galaxy. Um, yeah, yeah, it really is beautiful. I've I've seen mantras like this performed, and it's it's actually like a really stunning performance of these kind of low guttural tones and all these people gathered together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and making it in, in harmony, right? It's always in harmony. It's, it's really, really right. beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's that's the really cool effect. Mm-hmm. It's the phase effect that happens. Is like it's nearly impossible. It's impossible for two people to sing the same way at the same time. Mm. Like sound waves are are bouncy, right? They right. look like squiggles. They go up and down and up and down and up and down. So as those like squiggles match up against each other and go out of phase. They make that really cool noise in a chorus, and um, it's just it just sounds yeah yeah it it makes sort of a one tone sort of warble yeah and um, Hmm. and and that's what you're sort of hearing there in this low frequency. It sounds awesome. Yeah, it it definitely um, creates that 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 idea of depth to the knowledge of the dark side and (laughs) how how deep it goes. Literally as deep as these these voices go, it's it's really really dark and ominous in that way. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. And it's mythic, and it's yep. it's awesome, and awesome. it's Eastern, which yeah, like you said, it, we could use more of that sort of in yeah. our in Eastern versus kind of Gregorian. Yep. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Exactly. But again, whereas was, I, where I would yeah. say Duel of Fates is a little bit more Western. In terms yeah, of absolutely. The design of the, the chorus. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's the way I feel about. it. I feel like yeah, Victorian era. Yeah, yeah. Victorian, maybe ancient Italian opera. It's, Italian, it's, yeah. Italian yeah. opera. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's it's good. Again, he's just he'll just go into any bag he needs to set the tone correctly. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. So, what do we got? Uh, so, we just talked about. Yeah. So, those are the overarching themes, yes. and they they come back in in several parts in that um, that story. Um, so the the second um, category, which is the the second biggest one, I think, is the marches. Right. So yep. this is Star Wars. There are war marches, and um, of course, everyone knows this one. <laughs> it's hard to stop it when it starts. Hard to stop that one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was our news. That's that was also John Yeah. That um. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. But yeah, you're no. It keeps going. Like it, this is another three and a half minute jam yep. that like could be played on the yeah. radio. I've, and I've heard this sampled in hip hop. Oh yeah, I, that's what I was gonna it's say. It's, it's probably the song that's gone the most outside of Star Wars, right? Like it's yeah. the one like everyone no matter their level of Star Wars knowledge, knows that song. And when you say, what's a Star Wars song, apart from maybe the opening sting, that's yeah. what they're going to think of as Imperial March. Right. Yeah, it's, it's as popular as like the, the Jaws theme on the beach. I mean, yes, it's because exactly. we're on New England, yeah. but it's like, oh, and no, it was recently yeah. also written by John Williams. <laughs> Take that, American Academy of Arts and Sciences. <laughs> 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 oh, 
but coyly not saying the name five minutes ago. <laughs> now you're just full on dropping it. Listen, they deserve it. <laughs> so cool to hear the Imperial March in major key in solo too, where it's just yes, a completely yeah. different tone to it. Where it's yeah. like join now. It's yeah, kind of propaganda. Exactly. It does sound like a very really like, stunning, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that just is cemented in your brain immediately when you think Star Wars. It's Imperial March is right there with Binary yeah. Sunset. Right. So it's an absolute masterpiece. It's amazing. Okay. Like, I mean, if you listen to music, you know, your favorite band has never done, has rarely been able to do the same thing twice, right? Like they probably one great album that stands head and shoulders about the others. But like, that's what really makes John Williams awesome is that like, he just keeps like his level of, of quality in creativity is, is mind boggling. And, um, just to the point, the the other march I wanted. He, he's done lots of marches secretly, yeah. um, but the other march that I'm I wish was more obvious, but um, yeah, you might have slipped some radars. He 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 did a you know an opposite side of the Imperial March for the new um, trilogy, and it's the March of the Resistance. <laughs> So, I mean, we're hearing this this motif that he yeah. has in the middle of this theme. And it's, I mean, it's so hopeful and you're hearing it pile up. It's like it's the sound of people joining for a cause and that causes hope. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's instantiated that with musical instruments. Right. And um, it does the same thing. Like I visualize specific scenes when I hear yeah. that, right? And specific feelings. And, and it's kind of amazing. You know, kind of bring it back to your talking about like just music in general. I'm talking about like popular music. There's always the artists who start out, write a popular song. This especially happens in like rock, right? They write a really popular mm-hmm. song. And then five albums later, they're writing really good music, but they don't have that that catchy song, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always been like, why don't you... I, I like what you're doing. You should still write a catchy song. Right. Are you listening, Pearl Jam? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, I, I'll just point out Weezer, who's not necessarily my favorite band. I don't yeah. love Weezer, but they're always able to write one catchy song yeah. with every mm-hmm. album. Like, they figured that, they that map the out. Yeah. Um, but I feel like John Williams is just like, you know, and I don't know if it necessarily translates to classical music, but he's able to still write the catchiest things. Like, there's one of my songs that we'll talk about later that to me is the biggest earworm he's ever written. And it's off the new movies that if I hear it, it'll be in uh, my brain for, yeah. for days. I already yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't think of any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and love and pledge in the arena is one of my favorite songs, yeah. and that is a, that's a march as well. And uh, I believe one of us has a, uh, one of our favorites is actually uh, yeah uh, similar to that song. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. um, we we might have fought a little over who gets what. <laughs> yeah, that's true. These are it was yeah interesting draft. But his marches are just incredible. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. really really interesting to hear all of the different spectrums he enters. I mean, the obviously the march of resistance is a little more whimsical. The notes right. are a little higher, staccato, kind of I guess a kind of more lighthearted feel to it. And imperial march is obviously. Yeah, Bellowing, major scale. Dark. Yeah, but I mean, like it literally sounds like people joining a cause. Like it's, it does. it's yeah, amazing. It really does, like it's, yeah. but like it's not overly simplistic, and it's, or it's, it's still enjoyable to listen. to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In it, in its thing, um, which is great. And there's other marches too. It's not just these two. Uh, like you know, Grant alluded to. We're going to be talking about one later on. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that we won't be talking about is um, the music at the beginning of the Revenge of the Sith. 
Oh, yeah. right. The drums. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yes. is incredible. And I, yeah. I wish I picked that as one of my favorites, but I yes. had forgot. Yeah. yeah. No, there's only yeah. so many. We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. Yeah. And I'll be doing, talking about drums and him using drums mm-hmm. or timpani or whatever. Like, he, right. the guy's like, he missed his calling. He would have been like the greatest metal band, <laughs> yeah. like of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, I don't know if he missed his calling. Oh, he and Christopher. Yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. it would have been interesting. He missed his calling as a much. metal musician <laughs> yeah. because, uh, he, like, yeah. he could like slay. He would like yeah. <laughs> he sacrificed that for being the most successful. Uh, classical yeah, music. yeah. It's yeah. a good thing he had a nice fallback. It's all right. Actually. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. But he and Christopher Lee should have had like a side project. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like slaying, they would be. Yeah, yeah. They are so metal. Yeah. Oh man. I'm trying to think, like, who else? Who would be the, the third in the power know, trio with Christopher like, Lee and John yeah. Williams? Hmm. No, it's coming. Well, <laughs> Ian McDermott, right? That's on, true. On the yeah. drums? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, good. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. So that is March's, um, and there'll be more. Um, and then uh, the third one is individual themes. Mm-hmm. So people get their own themes and it's this like callback when they do things that are specifically them and we hear them a lot yeah um so here's one let's see if you can name that in Baba's theme is one of the most beautiful <laughs> themes. I thought it was Dengar's. Um, that's a tough one to get through, yeah. I have to say. Just yeah. listening to it in general. Just I know. No context, just right. hearing it. Always. Wow. I mean, be prepared to hear that a lot come December. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be in there. Yeah. It's gonna be in there Carl Sagan should have sent that one out to the, the galaxy. Yeah. 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 Like, we, that's like, nothing if, says we come in peace like that. If we had sent that out, the aliens would have come and we'd been all yeah. shaped by this point. So, yeah. they're like, you know what? Here's, you know, yeah. vision. If any any species that can create that, in there, I think deserves. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fair enough. Beetles are fine. <laughs> but Leia theme. Yeah. Oh. Leia theme. Stunning. Probably probably the most stunning work. And we didn't pick it as our favorites just because it's yeah. absolute yeah, it's, masterpiece. That's what we like. I mean, you've all, you know, you love Star Wars. You know all these themes. We're not going to come at you with the top hits like you've heard them a million yeah. times. But I, let's. this is just, we're, this is about science and about listening to that theme again, which I can never <laughs> know enough of. But um, yeah, so we've got some some goodies for you. Um, but yeah, come on, that one's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, another one that's amazing too is Yoda. We had a little discussion about Yoda, but um, this is what we arrived on as actually Yoda's theme. Oh. 
so that's actually that's the modified version, right? So this yeah. is, you, I'm sure you all know what yeah. scene that's from. That's from when he raises the X-wing out of yep. the, the swamp at Dagobah, and it's uh, it's actually titled "What Yoda and the Force." That's Yoda and the Force. There is the the Yoda theme as well, which um, I'll cue up for us in a moment. Just but let's the, just let's talk yeah. about that, that moment yeah. of Yoda yeah. raising the X-wing out of the swamp. I mean, does anything beat that moment? since you know like, no i mean it's as literally a, as a kid made me think i could use the force yeah. like i like every time i'd pr- i'd try to move the pen on the side of the table that's, <laughs> that's what you hear in your ears would be going through my head literally like, i know I, it's funny and whatever but like that honestly happened to me multiple times in my life as a yeah. kid of just that song to me is just the ability to have a an ability and a wise teacher to help yeah. you get there when i'm feeling good especially good that song pops into my head yeah yeah and so this is yoda's theme that was yoda in the force this is yoda's theme Yep. A little more straightforward because it's like not actually, you know, broken up to fit the timing of the scene of the right. X-Wing raising. Um, but, oh my God. I mean, yeah. it's the sound of the force. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, quite literally in this theory, it is. It's like Yoda and the force are almost the same mm-hmm. theme, which right. makes a lot of sense. Right. If you think back to the original trilogy, the, the closest thing we got to the connection with the force was Yoda, right? Like he was this mystical being. He was, yeah. he was the one who we see become one with the force out of just choice, right? It wasn't yeah. like Ben Kenobi who mm-hmm. just kind of did it like this, He's like, whatever, I have to, I have it, to yeah. get out. It, it, like we just see Yoda dissipating into the force in a very slow scene in a good yeah. way. Yeah. I love the fact that Empire Strikes Back, Ben Kenobi comes back as a ghost and is like, no. You, there's this other dude yeah he's and you gotta check this yeah. other dude and mm-hmm. he's like i mean that launched my heart into a million directions yeah. and then like right. that's really like you realize yeah. he's he is the be all end all of the force as far as the original tri- original trilogy goes it's just such a beautiful message of like almost joy in that that song and yeah and contentment and i think that's so important to who yoda is and yeah how he's learned to let go, you know, yeah. and not and, and surrender himself to the force, his ally, you know, and it's just, it's beautiful in terms in that way. Whereas Ben, when Ben does show up, it's yeah. a little bit more dour, a little bit, yes, let's get yeah. back to business. But that song, I mean, and this kind of connects to what we're saying. Disney is obsessed with that song in terms of like when I used mm. to go to MGM, which is now Hollywood Studios, where Star Tours is. That's the song of the Star Wars songs that I play the most in the background. It's background cue music mm-hmm. is Yoda's theme. And I like bet. a lot of that because it's very soothing and very hopeful and like it makes everyone feel yeah. peaceful, and right? It, yes, and it matches a lot of the Disney themes yeah. for other songs yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's soaring, it's beautiful, yeah. hopeful, it's great. High fantasy. Yep, High magic. Fantasy. Magic, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, that's so that's another 
a good example of an individual theme, but again, as John Williams uses it, it sort of spreads yeah. out into um, other themes as well. We'll see a couple more pop up in ours, I'm sure. Yeah, and then then there's sort of this mixed bag of other themes that I, I've titled incidental themes because they're themes to incidents that happen in time. Um, and uh, this is one of them here, and you know, see if you can guess where this is from. I spent three years of my life commuting back and forth from New York to Boston, <laughs> and I would just listen to John Williams the whole time. Yeah, and that song made me crazy, but I loved it every time. I just remember that yeah. that one there. It's from the uh, when the Millennium Falcon is flying Probably through the, the asteroid, asteroid belt, yeah. and uh, it finally uh, lands in the Exogorth. But uh, oh man, yeah, yeah. So it's just him doing stuff, but he. Yeah. So I mean, it's thematic because he uses it again. I mean. Yep. There is some like incidental just like score where he's just like he's following the action and he's like writing music. Yep. But this is like a piece. And um, they used it again in uh, The Last Jedi uh, to, to put over Chewbacca flying the Millennium Falcon through the um, tunnels and crate. Right. Right. And the, the, here they come. The yeah. Here they come. Here they come. Right. Hugely famous. Um, yeah. And it, Han didn't get a theme right off the bat when the movies came out. I mean, I know right. he was given one recently uh, with the solo film. But um, I always associated Asteroid Field, it. Here yep. They Come, yeah. or the Star Wars fanfare with Han Solo. Always right. that kind of huzzah, like thread the needle kind of yeah. flying yeah. moments. That they... It always felt to me like the same thing. It's like yeah. when when the Millennium Falcon is is dodging things like yeah. that to me. And part of that is just from the video games. Like in, in the old Super Nintendo video games, whenever you'd had any ship in space, that's the theme that was playing the entire yeah. time you're flying, which is maddening yeah. if you keep dying and having to replay, God. but it's so stressful in such a fun way. It, it kills me how good of a movie Empire Strikes Back is. I, I want to be it's like, they're fair. all good. I love them all. It's just like, I can't, I can't fight it anymore. <laughs> like, I just had a flash of the Millennium Falcon diving between two superstars or two star right. destroyers yeah. Yeah, coming yeah, yeah. at each other as they're like, and yeah. I, like, there's nothing cooler than that. Yeah. With that music playing, like, GTFO. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, awesome. Awesome. So um, so that's it. That's, that is it for our four themes. And then um, what comes next is um, we're going to each talk about our three favorite deep dives, like yeah. random cuts you might not have heard that he's done um, that falls under these categories. Okay, good. So we're going to do um, our favorites now. And these are our uh, deep cuts and um, really tried to look into the library um, because there's so many good ones and pull out some ones that you might not have heard before. So um, we decided um, on a draft order. Well, not a draft order, but really, a, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Display order. Um, and it's going to, Grant's going to go first. I'm going to go second. And Adam is going to um, 
go third, and there's going to be three rounds, and we're going to talk about our favorites. So, Grant, yeah. take it away. So, uh, in this portion of the, the segment, uh, in this, this special John Williams special, we all kind of chose our favorite songs, but um, it was very, very difficult to find our favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just, we had all looked at a slew of different tracks, and um, we tried to find ones that meant a lot to us. And yeah. I feel like yeah. uh, this first track means a lot to me in terms of uh, what I've seen in the new films and uh, the journey of Luke Skywalker, and so I hope you enjoy. Jedi Steps from the Force Awakens soundtrack. Mm. Uh, just an incredible, incredible uh, composition by John Williams. Um, obviously, this is, it's very interesting and very different from a lot of the tracks we've heard relating to the Jedi in the past. This, this is almost injecting mystery back into who the Jedi are. I mean, the Jedi have been uh, decimated and the, the religion's almost been lost, but this one man is carrying it forward and it really, really feels like that song explores all those different notions. Mm. And yeah. um, it's it's beautiful. There's also a version of it, uh, the Octu Island in the Last Jedi, which is kind yeah. of a riff on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, really, really beautiful. But um, yeah, this means a lot to me in terms of like where Luke is going and his journey, and and when we're introduced to him at the end of Force Awakens, and kind of what what where we are and what the state of the the galaxy is in terms of religion and mysticism and the Jedi Order. So. Yeah, I think this is great. I think you kind of the the mystery or mysticism is right there, right? I mean, like I. That song always makes me think of the end of The Force Awakens and the hope of what's to come. Yeah. But I've always heard it. What's that? Passion and purpose. Yes, exactly. There's also a mournful tone Mm -hmm. to it that I've always taken away. And I feel like that's why what happens in The Last Jedi was never that big of a shock to me because I'm feeling like that song, I love it. (laughs) Preps you for it? Preps it for like, this is it. Like, things have not gone well for this Mm -hmm. dude for for a while. You know, like, this is not you know, a triumphant Luke Skywalker. This is a mournful Luke. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's really, I mean, it's Luke's new theme. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, granted, he'll always really be binary. The binary sunset is essentially yeah. the, the theme of Luke because mm-hmm. he is the hero. Yes. Or right. was the hero in the original trilogy and it's evolved. But, uh, yeah, this is old Luke theme and you're right. It's like, I mean, that's part of it. It's, it's not a victorious thing. It's just sort of, it's the, I've seen some, yeah. stuff and yeah. lived a life where we go. And yeah. as Ryan said he, he's he is Obi-Wan in these films and right. this is he's more contemplative uh, he's thinking he's more introspectively I mean this is this is just it's shrouded with ambiguity and and we don't know what could come next and sure. it's just it's beautiful yeah. in that way such a beautiful way to end yeah. the film um, yeah and a lot of people you know criticize how JJ ended The Force Awakens but I, I really think it's a yep. very magical ending, ending and I feel like The Force Awakens is going to age considerably well uh uh right next to the last jedi i think that both those yeah. films are going to age very very well and uh again that theme is just absolutely gorgeous 
Yeah, it's Agreed. fantastic. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, we're probably not hearing done hearing it. You know, maybe we'll see, hear it in the next movie as well. Probably. It's just such <laughs> yeah. a, but it's such a yeah. fantastic theme. It's, yeah. it's great. It'd be, it'd be wonderful to have that. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. My mind keeps going back to Last Jedi Luke disappearing on the rocks and the, and the music yeah. that's there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're gonna get. I that hope was, we're, that was binary sunset. And I feel like another right. Sunset. That's what right. I thought it was. But I hope in Episode Nine, when we see Luke again, because we know we're gonna see him, that we get a mix of both of those songs uh, together. Yeah. Oh, that wow. should be his entire yeah. journey. Is yeah. binary sunset hope sorrow hope right? right. Like it should be. Yeah. It should start with binary sunsets come to this and then end with something in binary sunsets right. or yeah binary. almost start with jedi steps and it works into yeah. binary yes. sunset yeah. because it, yeah. it lifts you you know it lifts you yes. at the end there mm-hmm. and, uh, that would be great well um grant what i mean we have our rough boxes that we set forth in the beginning of this thing what do you uh what box would you put this song in jedi steps i would say is a kind of I would say it's overarching concept for overarching the Jedi concept. Order, yeah, yep. yeah, and the yeah. Jedi and the, the history and legacy of the Jedi. I would say, right, yeah. yeah, and you could make. I mean, I would make an argument for Devil as I could say so that it's a, actually a character, like it's an like a Luke's theme. It's yeah, a Luke's yeah, theme. Kind of, yeah, yeah, and like you said, a new theme for yeah, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool, awesome. Um, all right, so uh, my turn. Um, mine is not overarching. It's not deep. It's not. Anything except for bad A, it uh, is Boba Fett's theme. sure that comes from when boba fett is loading uh han solo mm. into the cargo hold on slave one uh from empire strikes back um but i mostly like it just because like i want to hear like mastodon play it yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> um, and that's like heavy metal heavy metal yeah totally yeah, like, it's just like the incredible. sweet metal riff and it's yeah. like this character was already super cool and he knew he mm-hmm. had to do it. It's menacing. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's complicated. It, it like, uh, it's so great. And like you, I mean, when you're watching the movie, it's like, you're just seeing these beautiful bright white hallways, but you know, like certain, you know, you feel the, the doom, um, yeah. that is yeah. Boba Fett and his, uh, his long reach as a bounty hunter. I think that song has a lot to do with why Boba Fett was such a beloved and you know fascinating character for our childhood. It was yeah. like it just there's more th- that song says there's more to him than what we mm-hmm. just see right for the, the five m- minutes we see. The him. music adds to the mythos. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he's a great character, and and that that song is yeah. fitting. And I had even I, I had put a poll up on Twitter. I, I asked everyone uh, who what trilogy had the most fearsome and threatening villains or in your opinion and a lot of people chose the original trilogy and i think a lot of people think about empire and the, the dread that that instilled in yeah. us, mm-hmm. those, those yeah. low bellowing tones and, yeah. and boba fett's theme and then vader marching through the hallways to, to find luke there's a lot of dread there's a lot of doom in that specific yep. 
film that I feel like a lot of that's resonated with a lot of people. And that music, I think, I think John Williams just cued right into that and created that dread better than anything else in the film. Like what's on screen, sound design, anything else. I think the music is what really gives that that episode some dread. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, just just a quick like Empire Strikes Back note. I mean. I, I can't stop gushing about it. This will they'll be like I'll be talking about it for probably there'll be twenty episodes sure. of me just being like I can't <laughs> because I like I undersold it for so long, but it is the music. Um it is the yeah. there's something about the cinematography. Yeah. That's like so it's just perfect. It's like yeah. crystalline, it just sets the set, you know, the scene perfectly. Right. It's beautiful. I don't know. But then the music is also I mean, you could argue it's just as good. I listened to this theme, Yoda's theme, and the Bespin theme in order. And I was mm. like, what do I choose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really tough. You know, like Yoda's amazing. We talked about them before. The Bespin theme is unreal. It's yes. so, so, mm-hmm. so good. Um, but this, I just, you know, I, it, this is like heavy metal in, in um, can, you know. Uh, orchestral music, form. Orchestral yeah. form, yeah, exactly. Definitely. And it was really great. All right, so I, for mine, first one, I kind of set up ground rules for how we're going to choose these three. And I want to do one from each trilogy. That was my first rule. That's right. I need Your rules to be able creed. to, I yeah. need to like, it'll focus it down. And then I wanted to go for songs that evoked a specific memory for me. And mm-hmm. and I thought that was really important. And so uh, I'm going to do mine in chronological order in terms of how they're released. So from the original trilogy, uh, I chose the Jawa theme. Okay. Perhaps a bit more whimsical than we've done before. It is so good. It is so effing good. But it reminds me of being like six and watching Star Wars for the first time. Like this was, and you're going to see this theme actually pop up again in my third one, where I remember watching Star Wars for the first time, or probably not the first time, but you know, my first memory of watching Star Wars, where, you know, it opens with the Tantive and all that and I'm like this is fun and exciting but it's not quite I'm not quite connecting with it and then the second we get to Tatooine and I see this stuff happening it feels like a whole new Mm -hmm. world right this whole weird new different world and that music felt alien to me and weird and new and so that just reminds me of like every time I hear that song it reminds me of experiencing Star Wars for the first time it also weirdly reminds me of video games. A lot of these are going to be yeah. video game related. Uh, a lot, a lot of what we listen to reminds me of video games. And this is like the first level of Super Star Wars for the Super Nintendo. When you're in Tatooine, that's the song that's playing underneath. Yeah. The entire time you're just jumping around and shooting your blaster. I was actually thinking the same thing in yeah. Battlefront uh, 2015. They have a, 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 a map called Jundlin Wastes. Yes, and exactly. And in the yeah. center of the map is a uh, Jawa Sandcrawler. Yes, yeah. And uh, and this plays as you get in it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite maps. And I'm yeah. thinking, like, is it just because of the music it plays when the map, they show that's the map you're going to do? Like, that gives you it. Probably is. It just reminds me of the core of what Star Wars is for me, which yeah. is just new, high, 
mythos and weird being introduced right. to weird new worlds yeah. and this yeah, jawa yeah. thing gets a lot of play in the beginning of new hope i mean it's not just this song it's also the droid auction we hear it again yes when we first mm-hmm. meet the jawas we hear this song we hear it again yeah. the droid auction it's uh it's just in the beginning of new hope you, you cannot escape this this exact yeah. number right and here it definitely falls in an incidental because it when i was researching this it pops up in almost every single movie in some way or another really every time you see a jawa in oh, anything, he plays in a Jawa. John Williams found a way to kind of work a little bit of this in. I was shocked with when I was. I, I I can't quote every single one, but it's literally like you see it in almost every film. Anytime you're in Tatooine and there's a Jawa, there's there, there's this little bit of this. And yeah. a lot of people were critical that George was was going to begin his first film with these droids kind of you know trudging across the desert for yeah. ten minutes, and it was yeah. it kind of wouldn't make any sense to anybody. But this music is just the perfect accompaniment mm-hmm. to that kind of meandering oh. on Tatooine. And then you fall in love with this kind of alien environment right after that. And uh, I think this song just ushers you in perfectly. Yeah, it it reminds me a lot of the um, dance of the sugar plum fairies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Totally. Never put it together. uh, Because, like, that had that in the background, but then it has a weird, it's like a solo berry clarinet or a bassoon or a clarinet, like something in some weird woodwind. Doing like yeah. just making that like the theme, and it's. I mean, you don't even hear it when you're watching the like when you're watching the, no. the, the scene, it's yeah. just happening and it feels so perfect. Yep. But it's like a really kind of odd orchestration, it's super weird, it's really brave, and like and just feels like it's happening in a barren wasteland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, awesome pick, dude. Yeah, Thank and you. again, just brought me right back to childhood. So, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Next is me. Uh, I next thing I chose was uh, it's kind of a riff on the Imperial March. It's uh, an Empire Strikes Back when Luke confronts his father mm. uh, on Bespin. <laughs> So that is the duel. Uh, that is the kind of famous lightsaber fight from Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Luke and, and Vader are fighting across catwalks and inside the interior of Bespin. And uh, that that track, we're talking about the dread and the doom that was uh, instilled in, in the soundtrack of Empire Strikes Back. I think this song just goes right with the Boba Fett theme in terms of just instilling that that sense of uh, the terror. You know, the real the terror kind of shines through in that, in that yeah. rendition yep. of Imperial March. And, uh, you know, Imperial March feels very... Kind of like a like a march or like a kind right. of a militant kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, war war march, but uh, this 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 has something more to it. It sounds operatic. It sounds like it's 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 culminating. Something is something is now occurring that's going to change the story forever, and it's it's captured yeah. right there in the music. And yeah. John Williams just nails it. And it's always been one of my favorite kind of uh, songs to ever or compositions in Star Wars. It's it, great. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's glorious, and um, it. 
I remember there's this in that scene where you hear it. Uh, the the scene that was most striking to me is there's a moment when Darth Vader just like stops fighting with his like lightsaber. He just yeah. sort of like his shoulders like shrug. Yeah. And he's just like you know what, and he just starts throwing pieces of the um, start the the space station at Luke, yeah. and it's just like you know, and you realize it's like oh dude, you don't you yeah. don't stand a chance, no hope. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he says like, you know what, I'm just gonna use the force to just like f you up yeah. and just like yeah, beat yeah. you into submission. Yeah, and it's like oh wait, things aren't this isn't yes. a fair fight at all. Yeah, yeah. I just I, this this song, and I never really thought about it until we were listening to it and talking about it how it was used it personalizes the imperial march mm. right where the imperial march feels like you're looking at waves and waves of stormtroopers and right. the way this is kind of the theme the way this is riffed on feels like it's between just two people right like oh, yeah. it, it really just bring that down to the personalized uh feelings of just dread of this like it, it, it is like i do associate that with like there is no hope like that's yeah. when i hear that i feel like yeah. all is lost yeah yeah Excellent in choice. a charming way. Yeah, in a charming way. <laughs> Very charming way. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, Ben, grace us with your next selection. All right. So um, we've talked a lot about marches, and um, this next one is well. Actually, why don't you just take a listen and see if. You're ready. So, yeah, so again, this is definitely a march, and uh, I just associate this one with um, seeing the prequels for the first time, mm. um, and like seeing, being in there, like, that's, that song encapsulates the feeling I had, you know, when I went in and saw Phantom Menace, um, whatever, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I was enchanted. It was different. It was this new new battle on, on like new terms. And, um, I just thought it was so exciting. And, um, for all the same reasons that the original trilogy was exciting, it was like, but it was doing it again. It was like seeing a whole new part of the galaxy and a whole new time period. And, um, all of the rules had changed mm-hmm. and that like, that's what, I don't know. That's what that song sounded like to me. Yeah. It's yeah. It sounded like an organized droid army. To yes. Me. It yeah. sounded yeah. like this armada was coming to destroy. And I feel like, as much as I love the music from the original trilogy, it was it was such a new sensation. It was uh, it was here's a new threat, here's a new enemy, yeah. and they're unstoppable and they're outnumbering. They'll they yeah. will outnumber us. So it's incredible. It's a really in, in, intense song, and it's also a kind of there's also a kind of feeling of of, of automation or kind of like yeah a droid synthetic kind yes. of feeling to it. Yeah. yeah. I, again, I mean, thinking back to watching it the first time, it really does 
kind of evoke this feeling of dread in a way of like it's not going to go well for the gungans right yeah, like because yeah. like the gungans are fighting yeah. this thing that yeah. sounds like this yeah. and that's coming this way here's this more immovable force yeah, yeah. that's very precise yeah yeah super great man yeah. and I, it's connected to the love and pledge in the arena that's in yeah, right. clones it's and that is a also beautiful beautiful rendition of this song with a little bit more there's a little more added to it in that in when he comes to attack of the clones but it's a, a great evolution i think john williams is so good at he's so good at evolving a song from when you see it in the first film and you hear it in the second when you hear it in the first film and you hear it in yeah. the second film it's just evolved so much there's yeah. so much added yeah. to it. you still recognize it but it fits whatever cause and like and but it changes and it changes to reflect the thing and mm. i mean going back to your last one grant i mean it's like he changed like in a meta way like i was like yeah. this is like yeah. oh, the imperial march isn't about armies it's about the dark side of the force. It's about the Sith. And like that, like that version of it sounded Sith like more than it did just like, oh, the military machine, which comes right. really second in the Emperor's eyes. It's like it's about like dark side domination. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting. Like I I we didn't we full disclosure, we didn't listen to, we listened to this and we didn't listen to the love and was it Love and Pledge, love and pledge in, in the, the Arena. arena. Yeah. Yeah. But but my thought is like the foes, right? So in Love and Pledge in the Arena, the, there are the droids there. There's also the Geonosians, which yeah. are a hive mind alien bug like, which are yeah. probably biologically the closest thing we get to robots. Yeah. Right? So it's interesting right. that he chose that similar and riffing on that. Oh, and then maybe yeah. I'm like and, overly and the analyzing argument. this, but I yeah. feel like maybe that's a thoughtful thing of like this idea of like Yeah. Yeah. The battle, battle roads are even sculpted in the likeness of the Genosha. Yeah, that's right. people yeah. have yeah. speculated that. So maybe it's a more yeah. organic and, sounding version yeah. of it. Yeah. They also speculated that the face masks on the early clone troopers uh resemble the um Kaminoans. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, do yeah like the yeah. nose slits and like the eyes. Yeah. Oh they, sure. Yeah. They actually like you're like oh it's kind of you know you know it looks like that. Yeah. Um. Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. That was mine. Um. Pretty good little ditty. All right. Well, uh, for my second one, let's skip ahead one movie to Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Why don't you just play it? We'll talk about So that was uh, Zam the Assassin and the Chase Through Coruscant from Attack of the Clones. Um, a little quick behind the scenes. Uh, we just texted Grant's Our <laughs> Choice. And this song is 11 and a half minutes I long. Conjure, yeah, I conjured a few different samples for this, but uh, we chose I, right, I think. I felt bad. He, and by a few, he just means two. He chose <laughs> two samples, and he chose exactly one of the ones I wanted, which yeah. is just really impressive. Um, and I felt oh. bad. I could have given him a more... Like, this is what I want out of it. I'm like, this one. And he chose it exactly what I wanted out of it. And, um, you know, this is, again, incidental, an incidental music piece. And it's more about, it's about just the chase. But to me, it feels similar to the last one felt like Tatooine. This feels like Coruscant, right? We're going to this industrial world. Mm -hmm. Lots of things are happening. So we get the drumming, we get the driving drum beats. We get, for the first time ever and only, guitar uh, by ever. ever. And... And if it was ever deserved and earned, it would be in Coruscant, right? Like, it feels yeah. true to that. 
And part of the reason memory-wise is, one, this is, as we've talked about, my favorite of the prequels because it's it's just the craziest of the prequels. And this moment in particular where mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is just weird and wacky. Yeah. It is the wackiest movie, I think, in the whole I I think so. I, I do, and that's kind of why I love it. And yeah. I feel like I my first memory of sitting through it on this small, random uh, movie theater on Cape Cod was just like, <laughs> what is going on? And then this happens, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. Like yeah. This is just weird and wacky. Yeah, it's kind of like a post-World War II, like, detective noir film. Yeah. But it's yeah. almost like pre-World War II. Like, the war, the war happens at the end of the story. It's right. It's really yes. interesting when you look yeah. at Attack of the Clones. And it I agree really with you. It, it does sound like a kind of Metropolis, the yes. soundtrack to a Metropolis. Because yeah. it does sound like, it sounds like Stomp, if you've ever seen, like, the last yeah. five shows. Yeah. Stomp, it sounds like Which a I lot really, going weirdly on don't like, of, but anyway. <laughs> right, yeah, sorry, I brought that <laughs> up. Brent right. loves, by the way. Yeah. Let's not devolve into a Stomp conversation. This summer. Um, but yeah, no, it's just it's it's just so great in ter- in capturing the kind of city life and yeah, all the different absolutely. noises. It, 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 yeah, there's electronic, there's electric guitar in it. There's there's so many different interesting noises and instruments used in the in the track. It almost represents that diversity of Coruscant, and I feel like that's so so beautifully realized in that in the in this yeah. uh, thirteen minute long. <laughs> oh, thirteen. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry track. and thank you. Uh, and is that how long the chase that chase scene is? Is I, I think, think so. it is. It's, it's long. Because yeah. it's also Presumably her. Like, well, yeah. I think it's up to her doing her assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. Then and then Anakin jumping through the window, That's right. grabbing onto the droid. I could I could just tell you the whole thing yeah. in real time, but <laughs> I, mean, I won't. Yeah, Obi Wan. Then yeah, then the then the speeder chase. And then, yeah, let Obi Wan. Yes, is the, the best, best Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan's the best Obi Wan. <laughs> the other memory I have of this is I used to listen to Attack of the Clones soundtrack quite a bit to go to sleep. Yeah, and I put it on random, and I would be sleeping <laughs> like a baby. And this with this song, I'm like, I'm awake, yeah. like just fully 100 percent awake. Is there a brick wall I can run through? Because yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's hard to mention this song without talking about Harry Potter. I mean, the yes, the the. Very, this very same kind of chase music that, that Williams invents for this song is also used in Harry Potter when he's going after the snitch and playing Quidditch and things like that. So he riffs on some of his yeah. early stuff. I did not pick that up until the second Grant mentioned it. I'm like, yep, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And I had heard that from another podcast. And so a shout out to um, uh, the, the podcast. I will voice you guys at the end of the episode. I will do a shout out for you guys, but um, I had heard that before, and mm. so I'm bringing the knowledge here because it's just it's so close. I mean, you hear the yeah. two soundtracks together, you're like, whoa! It totally is. Yeah. I never would have put that together. And then towards the beginning of this 13 minute song, there are themes that sound somewhat Jaws like. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a weird there moment there. I'm like, oh, he's riffing on Jaws, like he's uh, like, Yoda's yeah. theme, ET. I mean, yeah, totally back, yeah. ET. Yeah. Um. Cool. And that, again, that, that there's so much in that song. There's so much meat in that song to look yeah. at and listen to. And so it's but really again, cool. you picked the exact moment I wanted to talk about. So Great. Thank you. I'm so happy because there, there was another one that I think I think the song is the the track starts quite strong as well. Yeah, if you want to play the other 15 yeah. seconds, go right ahead. But no, we'll go into my very obscure, <laughs> a very obscure selection, um, charged with mysticism yet again. Yeah. Um, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, composition called Arrival on Dagobah mm. from uh. Empire Strikes Back. Um, Enjoy. So good.
is oh Arrival on Dagobah, and uh, it's been an all-time favorite of mine for a long time. Uh, I love how it's kind of charged that kind of 80s, kind of, uh, the, I would say, just kind of like this long-past idea of magic and cinema and how to capture that with an orchestra, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, we've, it's all over films in the 80s. We heard these kind of twinkling, uh, yeah. far-ranging, you know, explorations uh, in up with orchestras to explore this kind of sense of magic. And I feel like Arrival on Dagobah is just such a beautiful uh, encapsulation of all those ideas. And um, and again, you see movies like The Dark Crystal, and you see a lot of movies that pop up after this that kind of borrow from that. It's those, very modern. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So I had a minor meltdown when I was listening to it because I had not... Ben or Grant played for this played this for us earlier, and I was just like, "This is reminding me of a movie, and I can't remember what movie it reminds me of." The Friday the Thirteenth series. Yeah, oh, it's when they discover bodies in Friday the Thirteenth. They oh, well. they Do riff off this quite a bit, and it's and that is by uh, I think Paul Mendefrini does the soundtrack of that. Sorry, which is a lot more than that, but I just mm. had this moment of like. This is reminds me of like a horror movie, and I could not yeah. let me figure. Well, out the what strings it was. are definitely yes. like horror movie, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And then you heard like the like a um, melodic piano, like just sort of tinkling in the background. Right. Yeah. The yeah. thing that like blew my mind is the beginning. It's like they have a string section doing mm-hmm. that, yeah. and it's like, but it, they're using semitones, but they're all playing the same ones at the same time, mm. which uh, they must be just be overdubs. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you conduct people to like play tem- semitones. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, you've got a string instrument and it's like the notes here and there, but you're playing in between it. And I don't know. It's, yeah. it's like, it sounds trippy and it sounds just, dis- you know, a, a great sense of disease. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, uneasiness. Um, and uh, it's beautiful. Well, it's just it's just fascinating, right? It's it's again, it's John Williams. Um, it, it it has Jaws moments to it as well, right? right. Like it, tension and, being stretched, stretched yeah. exactly. Like he knows that this is a moment in that film that things seem really weird and off yeah. and somewhat horror film like. Like that, right. his, like his arrival on Dagobah is very disconcerting. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely a, crash a sublime environment that is just so foreign to what Luke's yeah. ever experienced in his life it's just it's so different and we don't know what that planet holds at that point in the story and I think that music is the perfect intro to that swamp world I mean yes. it's just yeah. it's fog laden just as it's mystery laden you know it's it's really interesting yeah oh man I was just thinking about R2 in that scene like mm-hmm. I like oh uh, droids can get wet yep. okay yep. I guess that's apparently cool right yeah, yeah and then but like there's the one where like he puts up the periscope and yes. like swims out and it's just like Luke gets so annoyed that way I know but like the music in that yeah effing I do miss that that conceit from the original trilogy where we would go to a planet and we would slowly uncover each rock and figure out what's going on in that world yeah which I haven't seen in the sequel trilogy so much uh, I think that's a really beautiful part of the storytelling of Star Wars is to go to a planet and to really soak up the atmosphere before you're engaged in some sort of plot element. It'd be interesting if they do that in, in 9, if they are going back to Endor, right? To have it with like new characters experiencing a world that, would that be we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be like, That'd be kind of a nice little twist on that. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. would be like, oh, I know this place. You're in for a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Poe knows it. I bet Poe knows Endor. Yeah. Like, Poe knows everything. Yeah, um, cool. very cool. Um, so for my last um, entry here, um, I totally forget what I picked. 
Last, I had to Je- Google last Jedi. Oh, all right. Yeah, so Let's back it. Super deep cut. Super deep cut. Um, this is this is like incidental music. It just sort of happens. And um, I, in preparation for this uh, episode, I just put all of John Williams Star Wars music on, in a playlist and shuffled it, and I've just been listening to it. And this is like trying to get my head around everything. And this song bumped like popped up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and I'm not, I don't know, whatever. Well, yeah. like, let's see if you know where this came from. It's amazing, and um, I hope you like turned up your volume really loud yeah. when you listen to that because like the drums just like <laughs> shook my like skull, and yeah. I was like, "I'm in, I'm in." Uh, that is uh, a song entitled "Chrome Dome," <laughs> and I think that the uh, the title is actually in quotation marks, um, but it's uh, amazing. It is the scene, uh, the confrontation scene between Finn and Phasma, uh, Phasma's uh, ultimate demise. I hope we assume. Yeah. We assume. And those uh, beating war drums just uh, yeah. It was, it kind of it was the idea of like Mordor or like Lord of the Rings, almost this kind of like yes. you know, this yeah. doom rising, this this fate that's going to, you know, be an end for for some one character or the other. So it's really there's a lot of right. a lot of dread involved in that track as well. I love the way he uses drums, and um, I, it was I was thinking about using that intro piece from um, uh, Return of the Sith, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, and yeah. um, it uh because they he uses drums so well mm-hmm. there too but this was like extreme and it was just like some incidental music this is him following the action we've never heard any i mean other than that that theme with um revenge of the sith like it's never really that yeah. hardcore yeah it's great yeah there's also some eastern no- notions to that mm-hmm. song as well it's kind of a yeah it sounds like almost like japanese drumming yeah like uh, Koto, there's some yeah, far yeah. east kind of uh ideas i think that are locked in there that are really interesting and um, does Phasma have her own theme? Good question. Maybe I think possibly in the Force <laughs> Awakens. The Force Awakens track uh, pl- uh, soundtrack is actually uh, it's fantastic. pretty lengthy. But, but There's a lot she, of because we're trying to think about she doesn't really have a a, a a moment in Force Awakens mm-hmm. to have her own theme because she's always sharing it. That's right. And she doesn't have like a stand moment, but this is kind of the moment where she's actually in. Um, last year, I given actually quite a couple of like "quote unquote" hero moments, right? Where right. or where she just shows up and there's like full blown. So, I wonder if this is John Williams backing his way into giving her a theme. It in is a way. actually because I'm looking at all the the titles right now, and she doesn't have her own specific. I wouldn't theme. think so, based on the way the Force Awakens mm-hmm. is directed. Yeah. Like she's not given that moment, so no. this might be like her Chrome Dome, which makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of Captain Phasma's theme. Yeah. Which is a great yeah, thing. And she goes to the beat of the drum. I mean, she yeah, is yeah. drinking all the Kool-Aid. She is 100% yep. first yep. order. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Which also kind of begs the question, why would you give someone a theme right before they die? Right. <laughs> Wait, did she die? Did she? Is she <laughs> coming back for episode nine? That armor looked pretty thick. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Probably. 
I the rule of threes, guys. I don't understand why you would do this twice and not bring her back for a third. <laughs> you don't you know have her fall down a shaft twice to not have her return for a third time. The fall deaths. I'm counting them. Yeah, right. Um, bring back Mace. Hashtag <laughs> bring back Mace. Yep. All right, you got the floor, Adam. Sure. All right. Uh, last and 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 certainly not least, which sounds self-aggrandizing, uh, I we're gonna go back a movie uh, to the Force Awakens, and I similar to that, I actually feel like it combines an incidental with a theme. Why don't you play the track? So I have a lot to say. I'm trying to figure out how to get it all out at once. But uh, I guess I'll tell the story first is that when I, I've told this before in the podcast, when I went to see Force Awakens, um, I spent maybe the first 10 minutes of that film going, is this good? I, I hope it's good. I'm afraid it's not good. Like I was just super nervous. Like it's been yeah. for so long and I, I didn't want it to be bad. And I was in my head for most of the beginning with the crawl. That's weird. We have a new crawl. I haven't seen a crawl in this long. Like, it's just yeah. the same thing. And then, like, the Poe, which I now love, the Poe and uh, Kylo Ren stuff felt like, oh, it's clearly 2015. They're being snarky to each other. Is this okay? Right. Am I okay? Is yeah. this, are things okay? Am I in a safe space? What's happening? Right? Like, I just felt this entire way. And then the <laughs> second we go to Jakku and that music starts, like, that was the moment I settled down in that film. I'm like, oh no, this is Star Wars. Like, this yeah. is the moment that I felt like we are really in the middle of a Star Wars movie. It's this amazing theme, a new world, even though it looks like a world we've seen before, but it just is like introducing new characters, new worlds in a way that was just so comforting. Yeah. And I've I've had, I've heard people argue, which I thoroughly disagree with that, um, which I think have been proven wrong over time, that, oh, the new soundtracks, they don't have these recognizable themes, which is just bogus. It's just that we haven't had them for 20 years of our life. But I will always put up Ray's theme mm-hmm. against any other theme in Star Wars to be as earwormy as anything else. Oh, like, yeah. That is it. I'm annoyed personally that I actually set this up to be the last song we're going to hear. We're all whistling this in our brain. because yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be in my brain for five days. And my wife knows this and will know like if I'm ever being annoying to her or like I've gotten something stuck in her head, mm-hmm. she will just hum or whistle that tune, <laughs> and it's in there. Meow, 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 yep, meow, 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 exactly. Meow, it's meow, in meow, there meow. forever. So like I, it, for him to come back, for John Williams to come back and create a new theme for a new character that is to me as iconic as any of their themes is, mm-hmm. is just unbelievable. Yeah, he just keeps doing it. Yeah. yeah. To unpack the meaning in this, I mean, there's like there's also notion of like child's play to it where mm-hmm. it's like yeah. everything comes easy and to Ray, yes, everything does come easy. Yeah. She is for some reason or another at the center of this story and she is she is showing this kind of 
She's adept to technology. She's adept to the force. She knows mm-hmm. all of these different things. They all do come easy to her. And there's also another beautiful kind of through line to that song where it seems like it's the journey's just beginning. And yeah. I think that there's, it just yeah. it really captures yeah. her character so it's, well. It's a lot of ways. It's it's and this can maybe be overstepping or speaking, but it is the binary sunset theme of that of hopefulness yeah. and mm-hmm. a journey begun, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like totally. And the, this um, that track was actually the scavenger, right? Yeah, that's right. So that's the first time we see her. Yep. Right. So there's also Ray has there's a yep. track called Ray's theme as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's like it's. I mean, which is the same thing. I mean, yeah. the same notes, but it's just a little more clear, a little more Focused. strong. The yeah. scavenger yeah. is like our introduction. It's a little more whimsical, yep. like you just mm-hmm. said, Grant. Like it's a little more childlike. You, yep. you yep. get the sort of ease, and and like then her real theme is like much more intense. Yes. Which is it's the same thing. It's but amazing, it, but, but it's, I, it's yeah. analogous between like Yoda, Yoda's theme, yep. and you know Yoda in the Forest, Ray's theme, yeah. and the scavenger. This is kind of that poppy kind of pure. You know, first rendition of the theme. Yeah, uh, the one you're talking about is almost like a full strings comes yep. in, yes. and it's, it gets a little bit more intense because well, we uh, don't know who this character is, yeah. right? Right, and yeah. I feel like I, what I love about the song is introducing us both to Jakku and to yeah. Ray. Like it's serving yeah. two things at once, which I just love. Where I just yeah. felt like binary sunsets in a very way, very yeah. similar way, feels like it's it's introducing us to elements of Tatooine and Luke's life and Luke before we know who Luke is. Right, like why we should care about mm-hmm. Luke? Why yeah. why should we care about the scavenger who we don't right. haven't seen? Right. face yet um yeah. yeah fantastic piece of music right there um and there's lots more too um thanks very much for listening to us talk about uh, john williams um i know you all have your own favorites too uh it's all on spotify if you're a spotify person um you can listen to all these uh anytime you want um but yeah man we're not gonna have it forever john williams is getting on i'm really really happy that we got him for han solo's theme yeah um, and i'm really happy that we're gonna get him for one more movie yeah um, I mean, there's no indication looking at his entire history that um, this will be anything less than like a life changing no. soundtrack. No, uh, so look forward to listening to um, Rise. Of yeah, Skywalker. I'm sure we'll do a standalone episode of just about the music yeah, of uh, Rise of Skywalker. And let's do it. Let's do it. Um, it'll be great. But um, thanks very much uh, to listen to us. We've got uh, one more song we're going to play for you um, on our way out. Um, and Grant, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, this song is extremely hard to find, but uh, I think it's—I think all three of us love this song and and hold it dear. It's a, it's also I would say the song of the climax of the original trilogy. It is the song that plays when Luke and Vader are battling through the throne room, and uh, everything is at stake. Rex Kondak signing off.
For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Yeah.